work to do. We are behind the game on this. I apologize. I um I must have went very must have fell asleep something. We went very slow, um, and we have a ton of work to do tonight. We got to get through a ton of stuff to stay up on our schedule because Yom Pesach demands that it's only two weeks for sugya. So we got to get through the whole sugya. So let's put a little bit. We'll put a seatbelt on and we'll move quickly a little bit, and uh, hopefully we'll get some clarity. Hashem will help. Okay, let's begin. So our sugi began with two issues. What is chinuch, which is really the minor issue, but the much bigger issue, who is obligated? Meaning there is, we know there is mitzvah of chinuch, we learn now from chanuch anar alpidarko. Now the question is, who does that pasuk obligate? Is it everyone? Meaning what we say, meaning everyone is obligated, mechanech a kid, father and mother only, or father only. Meaning we all know that a katan is not chayiv in mitzvah. Certainly midaraisi is potter, from all mitzvahs. But we also know there's a mitzvah chinuch. Who's obligated in the mitzvah? Is it everyone who's obligated to mechanach the child? Or only the father, I'm sorry, or only the father and the mother are obligated to mechanach the child? Or the father only? Okay, good. Now, we saw in the Machlokas in our Mishnah, we saw there was a b'risa, and Rabbi Huda was brought a b'risa. The Gemara actually brought it for a raya within the inter-discussion in the Gemara. But from that b'risa, we made a diuk about this very issue. We saw Rabbi Huda prove to the Chacham, and Rabbi Huda says, you, you say, Chacham, you say that a sukkah more than 20 amas tall is possible. Rabbi Huda says, it's not true. I'll prove to you that a sukkah more than 20 amas tall is kosher. There was a Maisar Holani Amalka. She was sitting in a sukkah more than 20 amas tall. The Zakanim were going in and out. They didn't say anything. Why didn't the Zakanim say anything? Obviously because a sukkah more than 20 amas tall is kosher. Okay, perfect raya. The Chamim say back to Rabbi Huda, Misham Raya, that's a Raya. Isha Isop, Turmina Sukkah. Yes, a Sukkah more than 20 Amas tall is puzzle. So why did the Chamim go in and out and not say anything to her? Because she's an Isha. Isha's Turmina Sukkah. So it didn't matter that the Sukkah was puzzle because she was a woman, Patumina Sukkah. Amalahan, Rabbi Huda said back to them. Shiva Banim Havallah, didn't Heloni have seven children? Va'od, and furthermore, come on, say, Allah, Everything she did was a Pichachamim. Now the Gemara asks, what does this mean exactly, this vaod? What, this b'risa, what, what is it saying? So the Gemara says, this is what Rabbi Yehuda was saying to the Chaman. Maybe you'll tell me those banim, yes, she had seven kids, they were katanim, and katanim are patim in a sukkah. And since there were seven children, it's impossible that there wasn't at least one that's not tzarech imo. And we know that a katan is not tzarech imo, is chayim and chinuch. Maybe you'll tell me, yes, it's true. A cotton is not is obligated to sit in a sukkah because she didn't listen to the rabbanon. She, whatever, she didn't listen to the rabbanon. Everything she did, she did a pichamim. So what review is saying is follows. Since she had seven kids, it's impossible at least one of them wasn't a bar chinuch. I have you tell me that that's only a bar chinuch, a seven a, a kid who's six seven years old is only obligated with the rabbanon and maybe she didn't listen to the rabbanons. We know she did, and therefore why did the chum go in and out and not say anything? Must be because the sukkah more than twenty amas tall is kshera, and Rabbi Huda's raya is perfect. Okay, that's where our gemara led us to. Now let's just look at this for a minute. Um, the way the, we're reading this Gemara, and this is very, very important. I'm not really, uh, it's very, could I to stop on this? The way the Gemara is reading, we're, well, 
way we are reading the Gemara now is as follows. Maybe you'll say the Banim Kitanim, Kitanim So there is an obligation of Chinuch to sit them in a kosher sukkah. That is the punchline, meaning it's impossible that there wasn't one that's not Sarkh Imo, and therefore there's an obligation of Chinuch to sit them in a kosher sukkah. So clearly she had the obligation of Chinuch, and she fulfilled it by sitting them in a sukkah. Now we're going to see later on as we get more into the sukkah, into the sugya, and that that step that I just t- took over here, over here, that this is an obligation to sit in the sukkah, and therefore we see clearly that she had an obligation is very, very debatable. But that's certainly how we're reading it now. So the way we're reading Gemara now is Yehuda's proof is since Haloni is obligated in the midst of chinuch, the Chachamim didn't say you didn't fulfill your midst of chinuch. When the Chachamim went in and out, they didn't say, Madam Queen, you have a midst of chinuch, you didn't fulfill it. It must be that a sukkah more than 20 amas tall is kosher. So we're going to assume that this is exactly what the Gemara is saying at this point, and later on we're going to see that this is clearly a point of debate. Okay, now, we saw the Tosh Hashanim. Tosh Hashanim had a problem. And Tosh Hashanim said, we have a Mishnah in Yuma. And the Mishnah in Yuma tells us that even though it's true that we don't force Ketanim to fast on Yom Kippur, we do teach them We teach them to fast for a few hours, whatever the age is, whatever appropriate. That's what the mission says. Now, clearly, the Tosh reads that mission to be speaking to everybody, and that everyone has an obligation to a katan to mechanech them. And the Tosh has a problem. We know the rule is katan ochel nevelos and beza mitzvah and free show. A katan is eating, is eating at McDonald's. Bezin is not obligated to tell him to stop. So that's a kavachomer. If you tell me Bezdin's obligated to mechanichim, everyone has to teach the cotton for shows, surely they have to mafreshim iser. I, I don't understand, says the Tozashanim. So he brings down, answer the name of the re, that chinuch lo You're making a mistake. When the Mishnah says that you mechanichim the shows, that's not talking about Bezdin or everybody. No, 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 no. Only the father. Only the father is a mitzvah chinuch. But Adam achel lo shayach To anyone else is not shayach chinuch. Therefore, when we say cut an ochel nevelos and bezdin mafrishim in show, that's because bezdin has no obligation to the cotton on the, on anything, and not to be mafrishim, not to teach him nothing. The father is a different story. Our mission says the father has to teach him lashos, and that happens to be true that the father is also chayim to mafrishim, and that's only the father. Now, at this point, suddenly we bring up a major problem, and that is because the Tosh is learning that if the mitzvah is on the father, it's on the father and not the mother. It's, we'll see why later on, again, I, we didn't get involved in why he makes that split. And, but since it's on the father, not the mother, now he's got a problem with Halonia Malka. Um, what's his problem with Halonia Malka? Um, I, if we had time, I'd, I'd open the floor to ask you guys what, what, what the problem is. But um, we don't have time. So let me just, you know, basically, we said it very clearly, right? The Gemara said the whole riot was from the fact that Halonia Malka is obligated in the midst of Chinuch. And she fulfilled that mitzvah chinuch by putting those her children in a very tall sukkah. That, and the Chumim didn't say anything. So that's clearly obvious that Heloni Amaka, the Gemara felt she had an obligation of chinuch. Um, it says that uh, I thought the obligation is only on the father. She's a mother, not the father. Meaning what? Up until this point, the, the obligation of chinuch was on everybody. So of course Heloni Amaka is obligating chinuch just like everybody. So it makes sense why we'd say the, why the Gemara Sukkah would say, Aloni Malka has a chi of chinuch. But now that we split it up and we said, no, it's not true. 
it's only the father. Now we have a big problem. How could the Gemara say Heloni Malka is obligated? So the Tosh Hashanah gives two answers. Answer number one is maybe there was a father and he was um, and I guess the father had an obligation and the Chami should have said something to the father even if it didn't have a father maybe she was for mitzvah she wanted it really she's not obligated in Chinuch but she wanted them and uh, and she did it not again not an obligation but she wanted to do it okay so again Chinuch is only on the father um, Heloni didn't have a mitzvah chinuch, right? This is the cre- question it creates because it's only the father. We have a problem. Heloni didn't have a mitzvah chinuch. So answers one of two. Either there was a father involved or she sat them even though she wasn't obligated. All right. So far, so good. Everybody's good. Everybody's happy. Uh, Rabbi, did, didn't we establish that there obviously wasn't a father because of the fact that the chacham said she's only a woman and therefore spots her? So that means there's obviously was no man there. <laughs> that's a good 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 point Isha because okay that's a very good point but one second just one second um, maybe he wasn't eating with them but he was there one second one second one second one second one second, one second. meaning we're reading the right see Vinyam Pesach's really right because we're reading the right now like this that maybe there's a father involved and how come the Chalman didn't say so I think the answer would be like this there was a father involved and therefore the Chalman should have said to Loni Amalka there's a there's something there's a problem here. The the uh, the man the father is obligated in chinuch. Now even if he wasn't there at the time, the lemaisi is obligated in chinuch, and this sukkah is puzzle, and he's not doing his obligation. So there would have been a reason for them to tell her correct this sukkah because else the father there's an obligation and there's something wrong going on. So I, I guess, but I hear you. It's a good point. But again, I think that's the answer that we don't know for a fact. We really don't know whether it was a father or not. But again, the first answer is maybe there was a father involved. That doesn't mean he was there, but he was involved. And the Chachamim would have said to Eloni, Eloni, you know, your husband is not doing the mitzvah chinuch right because the sukkah is too tall. Since they didn't say that, Rebuda says, obviously a sukkah that's more than 20 amas tall is kosher. So answer one is the father involved. Or answer two, she sat them there even though she wasn't obligated, but she wanted to do mitzvah of chinuch. She didn't have a chiyav, didn't have an obligation of chinuch, but she wanted to do it. Okay, so, so according so, to that, what's shot? Like, why there's no chiyuv? So why should the chacham have said anything? Why should why should the chacham have said anything? What are you What are you saying? I mean, the gemaras gemaras we're we're learning Rabbi Huda's raya to mean that the chachamim would have said something if they had a reason to. So according to the second tarets, they don't really they don't have a reason to tell her because she doesn't have a real chiyuv. So why? Why should they open her mouth? She's a, she's the queen. Just keep your mouth shut. She has no chiyuv. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're asking very good. I think you're asking very, very good. I think you're asking very, very good. Um, and I think you're very close to what Rabbi Keg is asking. Um, and uh, and we're going to see that the Tosh Hashanim needs some understanding. But let's let's hold it for me. We're going to read the the Rabbi and we'll see whether your question isn't 100%. Your question is definitely solid. We'll see it's it's slightly slightly different, a little different twist than Rabbi Vega's question, but we'll see that it's actually a very solid question. All right, so let's move on, though, because we have to, this was all of yesterday, Sunday's work, so we're just reviewing. Okay, so let's go. Gillian Ashat, so we have Rabbi Kvega over here. Okay, Shamadir Banu Machayev. So, um, 
the, the Gemara says that rabbinically the children are obligated because of Chinuch, and uh, that was Israel. I knew Madaf Pei Beis on the Beis, but tells Yishonim the Ramasal Ben Shmona, Mashkas Hashem, Haisa Mechanchal Mitzvah Ba'am. The second answer, right? This is the second answer that we said. She sat them there, even though she wasn't obligated. So it says Rabbi Kiveiger, Ba'am of Akashali, Veichamina Besugya. How can we say in a Sugya Vichitim a Cotton? I'm sorry, I apologize. Veichamina Besugya Vichitim a Cotton Chain of Sarkli Momadir Bunner Machayev. How could the Gemara say? A cut in that circle is only obligated rabbinically. She kept the mitzvahs. You just told me that even rabbinically she's not obligated to mechanech them. So how could you read that Gemara with Tzorach Ian Gadol? Now, gentlemen, is, is Rabbi Kege asking exactly Yaakov's question? What exactly is Rabbi Kege's question? Somebody got me? On this one, it, his cash is he says it's the rabbanon. The, the Gemara is not saying it's a mitzvah, the Gemara is saying it's a rabbanon. She doesn't care about the rabbanons, but it is a chiyav the rabbanon. Okay, so okay, so Shlomo's saying is a little bit different than Yaakov, but Shlomo's saying like this. Remember, we said the way we read the Gemara was this creates a question. Heloni didn't have mitzvah chino. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go back, wrong slide, my bad. Um. She clearly had the obligation of chinuch. I mean, we read the words of the Gemara was, if you'll tell me she had seven kids, and seven, and kids are only obligated to rabbanon, she didn't listen to rabbanon. No, she did listen to rabbanon. So it's very clear from the back and forth the language of the Gemara that yes, she had an obligation of chinuch. Did she listen to chumim? Maybe yes, maybe no. We conclude she did. She had an obligation of chinuch, and she filled it by sitting in the sukkah. Where it seems what Rebekah's question is is if you look at the Gemara's lashon. It's very clear the Gemara's lashon is she's obligated, meaning she maybe she doesn't listen to the abundant. We know she did everything on the abundant, and she was obligated in chinuch rabbinically, right? Meaning again, the whole raya was, and maybe you'll tell me she a cotton who to sin is only a chi of derabanan, and she doesn't listen to the abundant. No, she did listen to the abundant, and therefore that chi of chinuch was upon her. So it's almost like the Gemara is saying Mufurish that there was a chi of chinuch. So how Shanim, How can you tell me she did a mitzvah ba'ama? What, what do you mean? The Gemara says clearly there's a chi of chinuch on the mother to put the child into sukkah. Like, well, how do you read the Gemara? You guys hear what I'm saying? It sounds it's, like it's mamela. Mamela. If 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 you're saying that reality is she didn't have a chi of then what's the way of difference that she listens to her bottom? She didn't have a chiyam. Right, right. So it's very clear from the flow of the Gemara, the Gemara's assumption was, obviously, she has a chiyam. Does she listen? Oh, maybe she doesn't listen. The answer is she does listen. It's great. <clears throat> Otherwise, if she has no chiyam, the Gemara's ploppling. Let's say there's no, the, the mitzvah is only on the father, not the mother. And you'll tell me, the mitzvah, chiyam, is derabana, and maybe she doesn't listen to derabana. Who cares? She does or doesn't. There's no obligation upon her. Obviously, from the back and forth of the Gemara, there's clearly an obligation upon her. The question is, does she keep those obligations or not? We say she does. Oh, then she, then we, we understand things. But the point is, it's clear from the Gemara that they learned that there was an obligation on the mother to Mechanech. Tosheshonim, the Gilan Shah says, Tosheshonim, with all the respect, you missed the Gemara. How do you read? You know, Mamish not reading the Gemara. You can't read the words. I don't know what you're saying. And he finishes, by the way, with Tzarech Ian Gadol. Rabbi Kivego is an incredibly humble man. And when he says Sarachi and Gadol, he means this is a tema. 
<coughs> Rabbi Tulsa Shoshonim, with all due respect, you missed the Gemara. I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, that's what he's saying. And I got over here. How do you read the Gemara? How do, that's basically what, <coughs> what Rikega's question is, is <coughs> Rabbi Tulsa Shoshonim, how do you read our Gemara? Our Gemara clearly says, and maybe, listen, you'll tell me maybe uh, children, Chinuch of children is only Drabanan, and she doesn't listen to Drabanan. She does listen to Drabanan. So it's back and forth obvious that she, that she has an obligation. Rabbinically, the question, did she listen or not? And the answer is she did. So if she didn't have an obligation, the Gemara makes no sense. What do you mean? Uh, maybe Chinuch of a kid is only an obligation to Drabanan. Who cares? She doesn't have such an obligation. She's the, like the Toshishon told us, the father, not the mother. Obviously, from our Gemara, it's almost like the words of our Gemara is saying she has an obligation. And says Rukeiga, I don't know how you read our Gemara. Okay, but I'm going to stress this because you're going to see as we get into the sugya, this step is very key. It's because for the Chi Tamra Banu Ketan Hayo Ketan Petur Mesuka Kevin Shiva Ef Shalavu Bochachi in Tzorch Imo. So therefore, there's an obligation of Chinuch to sit them in a kosher sukkah. The Chi Tamra, and maybe you'll tell me. <laughs> is only Medarbanan, and she listened to Rabbanan. So Shema she did everything and therefore what? And therefore, clearly, she had an obligation of chinuch to her children, and she fulfilled it by sitting in the sukkah. So again, the way we're learning Rabbi Kegel's question now is it's strictly from the Lashon the Gemara. Lashon Gemara almost Mufurish says she has an obligation of chinuch, and Rabbi Yeshonim. I, you're arguing with with Talmud Bavli. You're going to lose your Rishon license. How Sarchi and Gadol? How do you answer? It? Okay, that's Rikeg's kasha. Everybody's good. And, and there could have been there could have been another answer instead of the Re. The Re could have said that the Bezdin doesn't achiyah. Well, both the father and the mother achiyah, and then everyone would be happy. Okay, now for for whatever which reason which we have not discussed now, the Re learns that once you say it's not Bezdin, it's a, it's the father and only not and not the mother. Now maybe later on we'll get involved in it. Maybe not, but it's based on a Gemara in the Dorim, where it seems to be clear, there's a machlokas, but it seems to be at least one shita, that Chinuch is only on the father. Now again, we know that there's a major machlokas Rishonim, and we're going to try to set up different camps, etc., but there is a very valid reason to assume that if Chinuch is not on everyone, then it's only on the father, and it's clear that that's how the Tos Rishonim is learning, and the problem is that Sir, Rebekah says, Sir, with all due respect, you missed our Gemara, because our Gemara says there's an obligation of Chinuch on the mother. So, how do you read our Gemara? All right, good. Now, Elton noticed that I am a major, major chassid of the Kilish Yaakov. This type of Lagon is like so glot, so yusher, so, I don't know, I say every sugi, everything, he's, he's just so on target. If you want to learn how to learn, all you got to do is learn through the Kilish Yaakov because he's just so, okay, anyway, let's look at the Kilish Yaakov's answer, which really, which is the next now, again, there's a little apology over here. We're going to go very quickly through the Gemara because most of the Gemara is not really Nogea. It's the very end that we're going to make a dig in, but it's a nice story. So let's go through it quickly. Hopefully you did it. I put the English even up so you can have it, but let's go through. Okay. Yanai Malka Umalchasa Yanai, who is the king and his queen, uh, ate bread together with the Katalu and after Yanai killed all the Rabbanan, Lovely English Lavurche Lahu. He didn't have anyone to bench for him. Now, this is a very interesting Gemara. Why he didn't why he didn't know how to bench himself. He was a Kohen Guttle, and there were many Kohanim at this table, and etc. But for whatever which reason, he didn't know how to bench. And typically he had the Chachamim 
be motim and benching. The problem was he killed them. They were questioning his lineage, whether he was Roy and to be king or not. So he had them killed. Once he had them killed, guess what? You got a problem. Nobody ventured me. Amalud the Messiah. So he said to his wife, who can give me a man who could bench for me? Now he's a very from man. He's, he can't leave. He can't leave the table without benching, right? Killing chamim, that's okay, but can't leave the table without benching. Okay, Amrale. So she said to him, my Do you swear to me that if I bring you such a man to bench for you, that you're not going to cause him tsar? You're not going to kill him? Ishtavale, he swore. She brought Shimon ben Shatach, her brother. Shimon ben Shatach was a, one of the Chachamim. Was also, he was the brother of the queen. She was trying to protect her brother, and she hid him from the king, because the king had a pretty nasty um, way of dealing with the Chachamim. So in any case, once he swore, so she brought out Shimon ben Shatach. Okay, very good. So he, the king, sat Shimon ben Shatach in between him and her. Amalei, so the king, Yanai, said, Chazis come Yikra Abdullah. The king said to Shimon Shatach, Do you see how much honor I do to you? Amalei Shimon Shatach said, Love Atka Merkusli. It's not you that's giving me honor. Elo Araisahi, Demarkali. The Torah is giving me honor. Dixiv Salsel, Tarmet, Techabdecha, Kita, Abdechena. It's a Pasuk that says, And one who honors the Torah, Torah honors him. Amalei, he said, Yanai said to his wife, Kachazis, do you see? Lomakabas Morris, he doesn't accept authority. He's another one of these rabbis who are, you know, trouble. Okay, anyway. <clears throat> so they gave uh, Shimon Menchetach a coast to bench. Amar, Shimon Menchetach says, Hey, what would you like me to bench? Baruch Shacho Yanai Vechaver Mishalo. What am I going to say? Baruch, that Yanai, meaning you say, Baruch Shachal Nu Mishalo. I can't say the words Baruch Shachal, meaning when the Zimun is, and Baruch Shachal, the Baruch that we ate. Mishlo, I didn't eat. So when I'm going to say Baruch Shachal Yanai v'Chaver Mishlo, I can't bench. I can't be motzi and benching because I didn't eat. Shasilu Kosa, they brought him. A, a, he drank the coast that they gave him uh, for for to. They gave him that coast to bench on. He drank it. Yavla Kosa Akrino Baruch. They gave him another coast and he benched. Okay, now next slide. Amar Rabbi Abba Braid the Ruchia Bar Abba Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Shimon Shatach David Mehu David. He's a Das Yechida, a very unusual Shita. Meaning he benched, he felt that even if you have just a coast of Yayin, you could be Motzi, someone in Bircha Samazan. He's a Das Yechida. You can't do a Zimun. We don't pass in that way. Dachi Amar Bar Abba, Amar Yochanam, because Rabbi Yochanam is saying, Yochanam, Laolam in Motzi Yetzirabim, Yidei Chavosan, Aitche Yochel Kazai's Dagan. You cannot be Motzi the Rabbim, their obligation of benching until you eat a kezayis of Dagan. And this is the line that we're concerned with, meaning we don't hold like Shimon and Shetach in regards to wine being Moti Rabin, but we do pask in this way, that a person can't be Moti Rabin, their obligation of benching until you eat a kezayis Dagan. Now, this is really where the sugyas over here starts, the Gemara Brachos, because what we see clearly over here is that if a person ate a kezayis of Dagan, right? Let's say Shimon and Shetach had eaten a kezayis of Dagan, then everyone agrees that he, in fact, could be Motsi Yanai, even though Yanai is Chayev Daraisa. And this is going to be the big issue that we're going to deal with, because we know there's a major difference between a Chayev Darabanan and a Chayev Daraisa. So actually, let's do this slide for a minute. Torah says, Pasuk, You should eat and be Soveya, and then bless Hashem Lekecha, 
So the Torah obligates one to bench when you eat and you're satisfied. And but Midiraisa, you only chayim in Birchas Mazan if it's Vachata Visavata. However, Chazal obligate one to, to bench if he ate a Kazayas. So if you ate a Kazayas, you're only obligated to Rabbanan. Uh, if you ate till you're satisfied, you chayim the rice. So what's the difference? Either way, you have to bench, gentlemen. Give me a few nafkaminas. What's the difference? Chayim the rice or the Rabbanan? One could be multi the other. Uh, well, that's a bad example. Sorry. I know. You said yeah. Give me a different Thank you. Right. rule is Suffolk Brachas. The rule is a Suffolk Dirabun Lahakel, Suffolk Lahmir. So if I have, let's say I, I ate I ate some food, let's say, by the way, a very interesting example is let's say I ate a kazayas of bread. I had one kazayas and then I ate my steak and potatoes. Right? And 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 then did I bench or not? Did I bench? I don't know. Now, in that situation, since I didn't eat the bread together with the steak and potatoes, I'm not chayv the rice and benching. In that case, I'm not allowed to bench again. Why? Because it's a Suffolk brachas and Suffolk brachas. We never, you're not allowed to bench. You're not obligated. You're only obligated to rabbanon and we'll, we'll make it on the button. However, if I was eating, let's say the whole thing together, bread together with meat, bread together with meat the whole time, and it was soveya, then I'm chayv the rice. In that case, if I'm if I'm really satisfied, and I was eating the bread as part of that being satisfied, and then I'm chayv the rice. If I have a suffolk brachas, I got a bench again, chayv suffolk the rice, the So there's a very clear difference whether you ate a kazayas, in which case you only chayv the rabbanon, or if you <laughs> ate, you're satisfied, you chayv the rice. Now, the problem with our Gemara is what, gentlemen? The the rice. Exactly. The two totally different levels of chayuvim. And if you eat a kazayas of dogon, from a Torah perspective, you're not chayev. Now, if you're not chayev, <laughs> what that means is, when you do that mitzvah, it's like you didn't do it. So how could Shimon ben Shetach, let's say he didn't drink wine, but he ate a kazayas dogan. It's clear from the Gemara and Brachas that everyone would agree, if he ate a kazayas dogan, he could be motzi, yanai v'chaverov. That makes no sense. Why? <laughs> he's not chayev deraisa. So when he's benching, it doesn't have a din of benching deraisa. They're obligated from a Torah perspective to bench. He's going to do a low-level... Uh, when I say little, meaning he's not really chayiv the rice. He's only chayiv the rabbanon. His action doesn't have the weight, doesn't have the wherewithal to be motzi someone chayiv the rice. It's a totally different level. Yet it seems the pasha the assumes obviously a rabbanon could be motzi the rice. So that's the question that all the rishonim deal with, and we're going to see in the machlokas Rashi and Tosis how to answer that question. So let's start with Rashi. What is what is pshat in, in that kasha? Like why is that a kasha? Like if, he, if he's benching, he's benching. So okay, why kasha? Let's assume, let's say I, I'm Chayim Berchaz Muslim, and I have a local friend of mine who's a Gentile. And I say to him, Sir, could you please be Motsi in And let's say he knows Hebrew, right? And I say, Please be Motsi in, in me in benching. Would it work? No. Okay, now why not? Because what he did was nothing. He said, blah, 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 blah. There's a mitzvah, a say of Berchaz Muslim. If one Jew does that full mitzvah say, he can be motzi another Jew. But it has to be a full mitzvah say. I'll give you another example. Let's say a cut and blow shofar, right? The lucha is that you don't have to blow the shofar. You can hear the shofar, right? So I asked my 12-year-old son, do me a favor. I have to be out in the mitzvah of hearing shofar. Please blow the shofar for me. And he blows the shofar beautifully. Perfect. Oh, incredible. Incredible. What's a lucha? 
So the Havamina you're saying is that he's not a bar, he's not a bar chiyuva. That's the problem. He's a bar chiyuva. He's just, it's a different level of chiyuv. He's not, he's, he's, in a Torah, he's not, he's like, he might as well be a cotton, might as well be a guy. He's not, he's not obligated in the Torah. Meaning, if you eat a kazayas of Dogon, you're not obligated to bench. So from a Torah perspective, you just, blah, 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 it's like a guy, like a cotton. You're not saying, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah, say the right, so you're way lower. You're, you know, okay, it's nice words, but it's like a cotton saying, it's like a, and almost like a guy, because you're not fulfilling the mitzvah, say deraisa. So how could you be mostly somebody else? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's the question. I mean, the reality is, is that for example, for kiddush, you can make kiddush multiple times. If you didn't feel yotzi, you can yotzi kiddush. So really, you can be mitzvah even if you mitzvah the mitzvah already. It happens to be with eating. We say that you can't do it if you're not eating. So here, he does have a chiv to bench. Maybe it's only derabanan, but he does have a chiv to bench. So he's not saying a sheker. So therefore, he's to bench, and once he's benching, he can be mentioned to someone else. Okay, so Benjamin Pesach, you're mentioning way too many words, way too many concepts. If you saw the Tulsus already, then you're cheating. If you didn't no, see didn't. the Tulsus, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see, see your homework. What? I didn't do my homework. Oh, that, you didn't do your homework. Okay, so one or the other, but one thing for sure, too many too many words. So let's let's take a moment to digest. <clears throat> Again, a Chiv de Rabbanan is a much lower level. He's not Chiv de Raisa. Yet it seems to be obvious from the Gemara according to, it seems like Pashat, and that if Shimon ben Shetach had eaten a Kazayas of Dogan, even though he's on the Chayv Derabon, Pashat, he gave Motzi Yanai and Chavero, Yanai and Chavero Chayv Deraisa. How could Rabbanan come and be Motzi Deraisa? That's the question. Okay, so let's see. Uh, let's look at Rashi. Okay. How do we know they were Deraisa? Oh, if they were eating a festive meal at the king's table, <laughs> what, you think maybe they only had Kazayas Dogan? It's pretty, if you sit at the king's banquet, you're Chayv Daraisa. I mean, unless the king's a poor, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's very, it'd be very dochuk to say you're sitting at the king's banquet and you, you weren't satisfied. You, you ate just a, you know, Kazayas is not a lot of, you know. All right. Okay. Ajochel Kazayas Dogan. Michiachel Kazayas Dogan Miamafik. Now, it's obvious in the Gemara. And that if you do eat, if if the Shimon and Shatach or anyone else had eaten a Kazai's Dagan, he could be Motzi the uh, the Rabbim. Avagav the Kazai's Dagan Shur the Rabbanu, even though a Kazai's Dagan is only obligated to Benjamin the Raisa. The Torah says Vechalta Vezavata Kedama Perik Mishemesu, as we say clearly in the Gemara Brachas Davchaf Amibez. So again, the question is, how could a Rabbanan come and be Motzi at the Raisa? And Rashi answers, since he's obligated rabbinically, okay, not the rights, but he's obligated rabbinically, and we call him and he can be motzi even at the raisa. Anyone understand what Rashi's saying? He's saying as 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 Arvis. Since the person is in order no, to. Oh, no, no, please don't. No. If you didn't do your homework, say I didn't no. do my homework. If you did your homework. Didn't do my homework. <laughs> what? You no, didn't I didn't. Rashi's saying that the level of Chiyav doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a Durabanan or a Durabanan. Right. That seems to be what he's saying. It doesn't matter what level you Chayav. We call it, it's called Chayav, and it's enough to be Motsi Now, if you ask me what the logic to this Rashi is, I would say I'm very, very comfortable saying I don't have a clue. Now, why am I so comfortable? Because that's exactly what Tosa asked, Rashi, and that makes no sense. So it's not our sugya, but there is some logic to it. 
I don't know what that logic is. I'm comfortable saying I don't know because Tosas also doesn't know. And apparently Rashi feels there's some logic to say that since rabbinically you're Chaya Bedover, we can call you Mechuya Bedover and you can Motzi the Rabbi Midei Chavasim. But that's how he answers. So again, the question Rashi had was the rabbinic level obligation is a lower level obligation than a Torah level obligation, right? And so the Kasha is, how can a person who's only obligated rabbinically be Motzi one who's obligated with Torah? So he answers that... Um, uh, since he's obligated rabbinically, he has the status of one who's obligated, and that's good enough. Now, if you press me to explain this, I probably could explain to you a logic to it. And that logic is that the rabbinim have a lot of power. I mean, you don't forget the rabbinim could be Okadav Menatora, and maybe even Kumbase, but certainly Shebat Altase. And the rabbinim said, You are obligated to bench. Look, gentlemen, let's assume I, I eat a kazayas of bread, and I say, You know what? I don't want to bench. Well, the rabbis say you have to. I don't care. I don't want to listen. What happens to me? Am I allowed to say I don't want to listen to the rabbis? No. What the hell? Why they can't I say that? Not only did they beat me, I'm over a daraisa. Any rabbanan that you violate, you automatically violate a daraisa. Because the Torah says you're obligated to listen to the chachamim. Don't veer off Don't veer off from what they tell you to the right or to the left. Any Durabanan automatically is bracketed by a Doraisa. It's only Muksa. It's only Durabanan. Yeah, very nice, fellow. You violate Muksa and you're violating a Doraisa. Why? Because the Torah says any Durabanan that you violate, you're also violating Lososur. So what that means is the Torah gave a lot of clout, a lot of power to the Chachamim. And the Chachamim put you into this obligation of benching. And that means the Chacham elevated you to be like you're benching Midraisa. As far as we're concerned, you're obligated to bench, and your benching is a good benching, and therefore you can be Motsi Adaraisa. I think somewhere in that area is what Rashi is saying. And then is meaning the Chacham have the power to obligate you in the mitzvah, and therefore that's sufficient to, to for you to fulfill the mitzvah such that you can Motsi someone who's also Chai of Daraisa. I believe that's uh, close, at least. Uh, probably close to what Rashi is saying. Okay, so far so good. But here's the main point. There are two concepts we see from this Rashi. <laughs> meaning if you're obligated to Rabbanan, and we call you obligated even the Raisa, that's one point, but that's not so much what we care about. And what we care about, the second point is, uh, oh, I skipped, I'm sorry, I skipped. My bad, my bad. I'm sorry, my bad. Okay. I, <laughs> I went out of order totally. Okay, so far so good. So we have... We answered that question. Everything's good? Meaning again, Rashi's yeah. question was, how could rabbinic obligation be motzi a doraisa obligation? And the answer is, we call the rabbinic have that power to make you obligated such that you, even though you're only obligated to rabbinic, you're obligated. That, therefore, you can motzi a doraisa. Okay, good. Now Rashi now has another set, follow-up question. Vim Toma, and the very nice logic I just told you, and the Chacham can make you so obligated in something that you can be multi right? At least put your mic on mute unless you're talking because that way we everyone won't be disturbed. Uh, I can't mute. Can I mute this person? I don't know. Please put your mic on mute. For some reason, this one person here, I can't mute. So, oh, I muted you. Okay, I think I did. All right. Yeah. Okay, so again, so basically, now that I told you this wonderful logic that if the Rabbanan obligate you in a mitzvah, you're so obligated that you could be motzi at the Chi of the Raisa, 
Rashi says, wait a minute, Katan Shigilachinoch, the Gemara in Brachas and Dafat says, a Katan who comes to age of Chinoch, Halamachi, we didn't say that. Meaning, we'll see in a minute that the Gemara in Brachas says, if a father is obligated Midaraisa in benching, his son, who's only obligated rabbinically, cannot be Motsi him. Why? Because the son is only obligated Dirabanan. He's not, he's a Bar Chinoch, but the Chinoch is only Dirabanan. So, if a katan is only obligated rabbinically, the Gemara says clearly he can't be motzi. His father is obligated deraisa. So why is that? I just told you that a katan, meaning a derabanan, can motzi deraisa. I just told you this logic that if one is obligated rabbinically, he has a status of one who's obligated. And so why then in the Gemara in brachas earlier, and do we say that a katan can't be motzi his father if his father ate deraisa, father ate a full shear? And the cotton who's chayiv chinuch, the rabbinically can't be motzim. I, why don't we say he's chayiv, we call him chayiv, he's chayiv rabbinically, why can't he be motzim deraisa? You guys hear the question? That's a yes. Yep. Yes, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. And why so, is it assuming that there's a chayiv derabana? There's a chayiv derabana for chinuch, there's not a chayiv derabana for the mitzvah. Chayiv meaning the cotton, the Gemara's question was like this. Mm-hmm. Earlier the Gemara said, a cotton can be Motsi his father. Gemara says, How is it possible for a to be Motsi his father? The father's Chayv Daraisa, and Kutton's only Chayv Darabanan. Gemara's answer is the father didn't eat a Shia Daraisa, and the father only ate a Shia Darabanan. Therefore, the cotton is obligated Rabanan, the father's obligated Darabanan. The cotton can be Motsi his father. And but it's very clear that if the father was obligated Daraisa, the son who's only obligated Darabanan can't be Motsi him. So Rashi said, "Wait a minute! Didn't I just uh, didn't I just uh, tell you this whole story that if you're if you're obligated rabbinically, right? One is obligated rabbinically has a status. One is obligated, right? So the cotton is certainly He's obligated with the rabbanon to bench. If he's obligated the rabbanon to bench, why can't he be moti his father? Even his father was chayv deraisa, right? Again, the Gemara clearly said there that a cotton cannot be moti his father. The father's chayv deraisa. I why not? You should call him." Excuse me, he's obligated rabbinically, and therefore he has the status of one who's obligated. Why can't he be Motsi the father? Right? If, if the father he just answered Rebbe. He, he just said, if, if the father only ate a Kazaisi, could be Motsi? I'm sorry, someone else had a question? Is that you? No, I was just saying, he, I thought he just answered Rebbe's question by saying that the Chiyav of Chinuch is, is the Darabonon. That's not a kid's Chiyav of Chinuch. Like, kid doesn't have a Chiyav of Chinuch himself. Yeah, don't, don't confuse what he just said. He didn't say that. He didn't say, and please don't confuse me because I'm, I'm a simple that Jew. Is, that is basically what I did say. Yeah, I mean, you think the Chiv Darabonon is not fulfilling the Chiv Dar, right? So it's, it's, it's a Chiv Darabonon. Of- no, one second, one second. Let's go, let's, re- let's review this a minute. I'm sorry. The Gemara Brachas Davchof Amabez has the following question. A cotton, there seems to be a statement that a cotton can be both to his father in benching. The Gemara says, Aye, how could that be? The cotton's only obligated rabbinically, the father's obligated Daraisa. The Gemara's answer is, don't worry about it. The father's not chayv deraisa. He didn't eat a full meal. So the it's Rabbanan. He ate a kazayas. Therefore, he's only obligated the Rabbanan to bench. That's where his son, the cotton, and can motzi him. The cotton's chayv derabbanan. The father's chayv derabbanan. The Rabbanan comes in and, and motzi the Rabbanan. What's Says, the chayv Rabbanan? The bench. So the chayv Rabbanan to bench, not a, not a dinah chinuch. Not a dinah chinuch, the bench. Okay. The bench. So Rashi said, wait a minute. I just told you this whole logic, and that if you're mechuyev rabbinically, we call you mechuyev bedover, 
you have a status of one who was doing the mitzvah such that you can motzi deraisa. How do you read that Gemara over there? So here's the major punchline. Ha'hu, the cotton, a cotton is not obligated at all in mitzvahs. Not the raisa, not the rabbanan. There's an obligation on the father only to mechanichim. Says Rashi, a whopper of a chiddush. A child has no obligation to do any mitzvahs, not from the Torah, not from the rabbis. No obligation on the father. And father has to mechanichim. But again, I feel him. How can he be most of the father in a Jerobani case? How can he be most of the father if the the father only had a rabbinic chiyuv? If you hadn't, if you had seen the marmakamas, I'd call you cheating. You didn't see the marmakamas. It's a brilliant question. Give yourself a gold star. Good question. Let's see. Okay, you have any on Pesach's question? All right, whatever. Let's leave it. Uh, Let's see. Tulsa's I thought we just said he can't be Motsi the father. I thought that was Rashi's question. Yeah, no, but, but it's clear. If, you know, it's, you can't be Motsi if the father's Chayv Daraisa. But it's also clear that the, chay, the father's Chayv Darabana and the cotton can be Motsi him. So mm-hmm. that's the problem. I play with Karina Bay. So and Rashi answers, The cotton is not even Chayv rabbinically. It's on the father an obligation to, 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 to Mechanech him. Now, when young Pesach is saying, you're short-circuiting yourself, Rashi. He's not even obligated to abundance. How can Motsi his father do abundance? But let's, for a moment... That's supposed to Hecher, are you saying? Uh, that's Tosh's question, that's for sure, yes. You, you, you can't intermingle the two, you're saying, because the father is a chiv on the son to be mechanichim, therefore in this specific situation... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I brought the whole thing up. I'm going to get all confused. I'm sorry. One second. Simple, I'm a simple Jew. Let's learn simple shot. So again, what Rashi is saying is a whopper of a kiddush over here. And we see in Brochus, Dafchof and Bays, if a father has a Torah obligation to bench his son who's a cotton can't be motzi him. Ah, the cash is why not? The cotton is obligated rabbinically to bench. So why can't, and Rashi said this whole concept of since he's ob- obligated rabbinically, has a status one who's obligated, so the cash is, why can't the cotton be motzi the father? Rashi answers, the cotton has no obligated obligation to bench even rabbinically. The father has an obligation of chinuch. But there's a major, major Kiddush we're seeing from this Rashi that the cotton has no obligation to bench, even with the Rabbanan. The father is the Chiyav Kinuch, but there's no mitzvah on the cotton whatsoever, klal or klal, not the rice and not the Rabbanan. He's a free man, free bird. Do what you want, party until you're 13. If you're 13, we'll talk to you, but until then, you're a free bird. Okay, two concepts we learned from the Rashi. Again, the first one is interesting, Mukhiyav Dava Karina Bay, meaning if you're obligated rabbinically, uh, you could be Motsi at the right. So, so then I, Rashi, has a problem. Why can't the cotton be Motsi's father? Who even, the cotton has no obligation to bench, even rabbinically. Cotton has no chi of mitzvahs. Okay, now it's a very important uh, thing to know that this is a bona fide shita's Rishonim. And Rashi, the Ramban, there are other Rishonim who really hold and that a cotton has no chi of in mitzvahs whatsoever, period. Now, we'll get involved later on. Uh, obviously, there are other Rishon who argue. And we'll also get involved in what he, what, why a cotton then should do any mitzvahs. But at the moment, we, we just know there's no chiyav. All right, so far, so good. So what was his kasha? What, what, Binyamin Pesach, I think his name was. You said he asked the kasha, but... Yeah, his what, kasha what was, his was that Rashi short-circuited himself. Because if you tell me the cotton has no obligation, even rabbinically, to bench, so even if the father's only chayav, they're abundant. How could the cotton be motzi? And the cotton has no obligation whatsoever. 
Rashi's trick was who to, said who said the, the who said that the son has to be motzi the father. So the Gemara Bracha says. Let me go back to the slide over here. Uh, where am I here? Is this it? Uh, yeah, Bracha's dafchaf. If the Gemara says Torah, the Gemara started by saying, and Gemara assumed that the father had a Torah obligation to bench, and it was a statement that the son could be motzi him. The Gemara says, how could it be? A cotton can't be motzi the father. And the answer is that the father only ate a shir durabanan. So since the father was only obligated rabbinically, the son is obligated rabbinically, can be motzium. Rashi. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't do my homework either. Oh, you guys are not doing your homework. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, fine. And so in any case, Rashi clearly says the cotton's not high of it all, right? Um, now, so, I mean, just let me just finish the steps, right? So again, so Rashi's, Rashi told us that a cotton is considered chayev, meaning if you chayev the rabbanon, you can motzi the raisa. So he's bothered by why in that Gemara and Chaf, and why can't the cotton be motzi's father the raisa? So Rashi is forced to say that a cotton has no mitzvah of benching at all. He's not chayev the raisa at all. So it says Binyam Pesach, not chayev at all. So he has no chayev the rabbanon. How could he be motzi's father even if the father's only the rabbanon? So it's short circuits. Okay, good. Now, Tosus deals with the very same question and as a very different answer. And guess what major point Tos is going to differ on, gentlemen? Where the cotton inside. You better believe it. That's where our sugi is headed. Is it the re by any chance? Is it the re by any chance? So let's see. Let's see. Scenes of coming attraction. Let's see. Okay. So here we go. This is Tosus. Tos is going to go through the same paces, the same question. But again, he's going to reach a very different conclusion. So again, the Gemara said at Dogan, you can't be motzi the rabim of benching until you eat a kazayis dogan mashma. It's mashma shimachal kazayis dogan. If you did eat a kazayis dogan, shiochal afacherim shachlo asova. And you could even be motzi others who ate till satisfied. Meaning the chayv deraisa, the king's banquet, right? Yanai and his chaverim had a whole big banquet, and it's clearly mashma had shimim shetach eating a kazayis of dogan, even though he's obligated only to rabbanon. He can be mostly them deraisa. Vitema, I have a bomb kasha. Very kazayis in chayavul derabanan. We know kazayis are only obligated rabbinically. Vechas the derabanan put deraisa. How's it shy? How could a derabanan? It's like not at the. It's not a mitzvah. It's like a guy doing. It's like a, a cutting. It's not. If I'm I only a kazayis, I'm not chayiv in the mitzvah. So if I try to do the mitzvah to me or to you, it's like I didn't do anything. How could I, how could a derabanan come and be mostly a deraisa? Now, but the one difference is. Tosa does, doesn't just accept this. Tosa is going to prove to us this point. Tosa is going to prove that if you only have the Rabbanan, you cannot be motzi a deraisa. And you want to know where he's going to prove it from? That very Gemara that Rashi quoted. Let's see this. The Gemara in Brachas Dav Chafam Bey says, The Gemara says, it's true that your wife and your son can bench for you. But it's a terrible, terrible thing. If that's the state of affairs, you get cursed. It's a terrible thing. But it's very clear that your wife can be motzi and benching, and your sons can be motzi and benching. To which Gemara says, "How could it be? Your son can be motzi and benching. Your chayv deraisa, and your sons are cutting his own chayv derabanan." And the Gemara was forced to answer, "Lomotzi lukme." The only way they could set it up, the Charlotte Cutton, Shalchat Avi. The only way they could set up the case with the Cutton could be motzi's father. Where the father only ate a kazayas, and does he cut and derabanan with the cut and who's chayv derabanan? She gilachino chapata aviv shenachayv elam derabanan. 
and he would be mostly the father's own chadubanan. I'm achal aviv kadei sviya, and he achal apatro. If the father ate a full meal, the son can impater him, right? So basically, um, here we go, right? Same as Rashi's question. How can a person who's only obligated rabbinically be motzi, one who is obligated from Torah, meaning the cash is heichi asr bonapata daraisa, right? And Tosis proves it. He proves it from the Gemara and Brachas, because we said if a father has a Torah obligation to bench, his son of cotton can't be motzi him. Now keep in mind, these are the same steps as Rashi went through. And when you chaza, you're going to see that it's very interesting that Rashi really had the same question. Rashi answered it. Why, how did Rashi answer this question again? He said they really do. The Rabbana really could be, could potter the Raisa. Yeah, but not in the Gemara Brachas. Remember, because there in the Gemara Brachas, why didn't it work to potter the Raisa? And Gemara seems to be saying it can't be more. So Rashi, this, to this question, Rashi was forced to say the cotton has no mitzvah the Rabbana at all. And Tosas obviously rejects that. And therefore, because you reject that, and so we have a clear indication that the a chi of the rabbanan cannot be moti a chi of daraisa. Okay, so the problem is, how in the world did, did would Shimon ben Shetach have been had he eaten a kazayis? It's clear from our Gemara that Shimon ben Shetach can be moti yana and chaverov, yana and chaverov chayav daraisa. But we know from the Gemara brachas that a rabbanan can't go and pata daraisa. Lossi rabbanan pata daraisa. So this is Tosa's proof. That Argamar Shver. How how could you say that Shimon Shetta could be Patir uh, Yanai when Yanai is chayv deraisa? Shimon Shetta would if he ate a kazayis only chayv derabanan. Okay, good. Well, Perish Rashi mechuyv derabanan mechuyv kriyin bet. Rashi's answer was that if someone's chayv rabbinically, we call him mechuyv bet. Avakanchi gilachinach lo mikri mechuyv derabanan. But a katan who comes to chayv is not called chayv derabanan. The aviv chayv lechantcho aval alav ain't shum chayv. This is Rashi's answer, right? There's no chiyav whatsoever. If you're if you're chayav, if you ate a kazayis a dogon, you're in the category of the mitzvah, and there you can be chayav a deraisa because we call you mechuyav. But if you're a katan, you got none to do with the mitzvah. You're not chayav at all, and therefore you can't be moti nobody. The kashul pirusho. Now here comes the problems. I don't get your svara. This business that uh, you, we call you chayav. You're in the, you're, 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 what do you mean? You call you Chayv. You're not Chayv. But basically what Tos is saying is, just like we started out, if I ask my local Gentile neighbor, please say the words of Berkha's a Muslim for me and be mo to me, what's Salacha? Does nothing, right? And so how Rashi do you tell me, you tell me Rashi, that that since Shimon Meshatach, if he ate Dagon, would be obligated to We call him obligated to What are you talking? What do you mean? I mean, a Torah, he's not, he, he has no chiv. So his, the quality of his mitzvah is not sufficient to be motzi other people or chayv daraisa. The quality of his mitzvah is much lower. He's not obligated to Torah. He's not, Torah is not doing anything. It's like a guy, a cotton. It's, he's not doing anything. So your svara makes no sense. And so this is just a, a back and forth in svara between Rashi and Tosis. But furthermore, watch this one, Binyam and Pesach. It's dochik to say a cotton that comes to Kinnah is not called Mukhiv Durbanan. The Aina Mukhiv, a feeling Durbanan, became Aina Potas Aviv. If you're telling me, Rashi, that a Durbanan, a cotton is not even Chayav rabbinically, how then could he, how could the cotton be Motsi's father, even if the father only ate a Kazai's Dogon? 
Hagemar said, how could a cotton be Motsi's father, Chayav Daraisa? Answer is, the, we're talking a case where the father's only obligated rabbinically. Says Tosas, yeah, but the Gemara clearly says that if the cotton who's obligated rabbinically and the father's obligated rabbinically, the cotton can be Motsi the father. According to Rashi, the cotton's never Chayav Rabbanan because there's no key of the, the Rabbanan on a cotton to do mitzvah. So how do you read the Gemara? What are you, what are you talking about? All right, so the, 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 the Lachari could be a terrorist there that we're specifically talking about the father that can be Maitre the son because it's his mitzvah for the son to bench, so therefore it's the same as Rabban and Chiyav. He's Rabban and Chiyav for his son to bench, he's Rabban and Chiyav for himself to bench, and therefore the son can be Maitre's Chiyav for both. He okay. couldn't say, say such a thing. One could say such a thing, but one would have a tough time defending it because it has to make sense. Well, we see it. We, you could say Hashem's name for Chinuch, and when you're saying a bracha, if you don't need to say a bracha for yourself. Yeah, but the cousin has no Chiyav, right? If the cotton has no yeah. chiyuv, so he, what he did was blah, 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 blah. No, but he's fulfilling the father's chiyuv. How can he fulfill the father's chiyuv? He, the father's a chiyuv for him to bench. The, he doesn't have a chiyuv to bench. The father's a chiyuv for him to bench. Ruchai, the father's a chiyuv for his son to bench. So by, by the son benching, he's fulfilling the father's chiyuv of chinuch. So at the same time, he's fulfilling that chiyuv in the of the father. He can fulfill the chiyuv of the father himself to bench. Okay, now, Binyam Pesa, I'm not going to argue too vehemently against you because I happen to agree. But if, I, uh, if it weren't for the fact that I need that svara later on, I would say to you, that's nonsense. Why? Because, and let's, let's speak this out for a minute. Let's understand something. This son over here has no chi of the Rabbanah. The father has an obligation to be machanichim. The father has an obligation rabbinically. The child has no obligation so when the son is benching, what he's doing is just saying words. There's nothing he's accomplishing, nothing he's doing. He's not plugged in. He's not he's plugged in. He's not plugged in Durabanan. He's not plugged in Daraisa. It's like he's mouthing words and no words are coming out. Listen why. I want you to hear very it's very important to hear this far because you'll see what why in a minute. Again, let's assume simply as this. If a guy tries to be motzi me in in let's say in Tkia Shofar, right? He blows the Shofar beautifully. What do you say? Right? He wants to blow the Shofar and I'll be Yotze. A guy wants to blow the Shofar for me. What would you no say? Go to Carnegie Hall, but don't come to show. Okay, come to... Now, he, a beautiful Tkia. Mommy, the sounds were gorgeous, but the mit, it wasn't a Misa Mitzvah. And what was lacking from that action was it was a kosher Shofar, good blowing, good sound, good... But everything was beautiful except one thing. The only way you could be Yotze is if there's a Maisa Mitzvah, and that Maisa Mitzvah that someone did, I could be Yotze with. But if it's lacking as a Maisa Mitzvah, I can't be Yotze because it is nothing. It's noise. If a monkey blows the chauffeur, it's not a Mitzvah. It's nothing. But it's the same sound. It's very clever. But you need chefts of a Mitzvah to be Yotze. Now, if Tosa's just, if Rashi just told us that a cotton has no obligation whatsoever, meaning there's no Chiyah, the father has a chiyuv to mechanichim, but the cotton has no chiyuv. So when the cotton says words, he's not plugged in. It's not a mitzvah. It's, blah, 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 blah. it's a guy. It's a monkey. It's, there's nothing happening. So how in the world could the cotton be motzi his father? The father has an obligation, and the cotton's doing nothing, and it can't work. It makes no sense. Rebbe, is that true that Rashi says that 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 it's like blah, 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 blah? Maybe there's no chiyuv, but you still get something. A katan is not a guy. A katan is a potential of soon mitzvahs when he turns 13. There's many chilukim in Shaz where they say that because it's going to become eventually. Uh, he's not unplugged. He's just not plugged in right now. And there's something that he does do. One thing for sure, we saw in our Gemara that the starting position, both Rashi and Tos agreed 
that if you chayev the rabbanon, you can't be motzi the raisa. I didn't say that. I just think you motzi the raisa. I make your point. Meaning, both Rashi and Tos agree that in the starting position, one level can't be motzi a higher level. Uh, the rabbanon can be motzi raisa. So if you're admitting to me that the cotton is not chayev as a regular the rabbanon, whatever lumdish he's going to come tomorrow, next week, yeah, whatever may be, all interesting, but he's surely not on the level of the father. And we know the rule is, if you're not on the level, you can't be motzi. So how are you going to... No, we only know that if you're not on the Raisa level, you can't be motzi from the Darbana. Oh, we, we don't yeah, know we that it's the levels in the Darbana. Okay, listen, we can split the hairs from today till tomorrow. If you can present a solid logic, I will gladly hear it. But let me tell you, it ain't so simple. It, um, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's not simple at all. Because, in fact, I know that it's not simple because Tosi asked Akasha. And if you think it's going to be simple... Okay, so let's let's just recap what we have can I ask one thing on this reading? Why does it say Kari in the Lashon of Tosus? If you read it like the Kilas Yaakov. If you call, I mean, you call him, you tell me Rashi, he's not Chayiv Darabonan. He's, he's called, he's not even Chayiv Darabonan. If he's not Mechuyiv, why Kari? It's interesting, I, I hear, but it's, one second. He's called. He means he is. He shouldn't say, I hear you, Diak. You're saying, I shouldn't say courage to say he is not. But here he says it clearly. It's a good Diak. It's a worthy Diak, and it may be, it may be worthwhile uh, looking into. But okay. In any case, let's just recap to see what. Well, Kari, he's just saying that because he doesn't hold it himself. He no, Rashi said, said the Farish. Didn't Rashi say the fairish mikri? He said lo mikri chiyav derabanan. He didn't say eno chiyav derabanan. He said lo mikri. Let's take a look over there. Oh, never mind. This is Rashi. Rashi says even he's not even. So I was just suggesting choices use lashon mikri because he himself obviously doesn't hold of that. He already said he doesn't hold of that. Right. If you hold that shita, if you hold that shita, that he's not—he's not called something like Rabbanan, then they, then this would be. Uh... Yeah, oh, yeah, that could be. Yeah. Okay, so let's just recap over. It says Tosa Asan Rashi. First of all, Mechuyah B'Dava Karim Bay is not logical, right? Rashi again. You told me why is it that Shimon Ben Shetach had he eaten Kazai's dog and could have been Motzi Yana V'Chaverav, and because since he's obligated to Rabbanan. Uh, we call him Mechuyi uh, B'davar, and, and that logic is such that when the rabbis obligate him, he could even motzi Doraisa. So it says, with all due respect, it's not logical, because totally different levels. And on a Doraisa level, it's like he's blowing, it's like he's not doing anything like a guy, like a monkey. He's not doing anything. So uh, I don't know what the sort is. That's one question. But the second question is, the cut has, if you tell me, the cut has no obligation to bench, even rabbinically, how can a cut be mostly his father when the father ate only a kazayas? Right? Until the second kasha is, what are you, you short circuited, Rashi? If you're telling me that the cotton is not chayiv at all, you call him not chayiv, what, what are you going to do? We're stuck. Then he can't be mostly the father. Even the father only ate a kazayas. Um, gentlemen, can we go overtime just to finish Tosis? Are we all good on that? Okay, let's, let's move quick because I, I don't want to get stuck here. Okay, good. So Elanir al Khalak. So now here's Tos' answer. And Tos says, I'm going to learn differently than Rashi did. Says and tells like this. The cotton chain of Barkhiyev Klaal Daraisa Avil Achal Kade Svia. A cotton is not a Barkhiyev at all, even if he ate Svia. Meaning if you have a, a 10-year-old child, 
We had a huge meal. He ate bagels and bagels and bagels. He even he ate sriya. He's not chayv deraisa. Hilkach ain't a mechuyah bedavar karina. But therefore, he's not called a mechuyah bedavar. Lekach lemapiglei. Therefore, he can't be motzi a father. Yachashir deraisa. The father ate a deraisa, and because the cotton can never be until he's older, he can never be chayv deraisa, and therefore he can't be motzi his father deraisa. But a gadol who is, if he would eat a shear, is chayim in a Torah. Even though he only eats via, he's called mechuyav b'davar. Even if he didn't eat at all, since a gadol, if he would consume enough, he would be chayim. He's a mechuyav b'davar, and therefore he can be motzi. Now here's we're going to come to the concept of arvus. So I'm Which, gonna, Bukhari, that's the sheets of Shimon Machatach himself. Shimon well, Shetach, why, can, why do you say you can bench on the I've got to put you in pause for a second. Let's, let's see what he's saying, and then we'll see whose who sheet it is and it's not. Okay. Can I mean Roshana? As we say in Roshana, call a brachas, all brachas. Alpha pishiyatza moti, all brachas, even though you yotzi already yourself, you can be moti someone else. Chutzmin brachas alechem brachas yayin. With the exception of brachas alechem brachas yayin. And vahinu tam, why is it that if you're yotzi, you can motzi somebody else. How could that be? Taima to call Yisrael a ravim zelazeh. The reason is arvus. I'm obligated. Vud in berchas amazon. So to berchas amazon. Even though I don't, I'm not obligated. But arvus says I am. Av bishiyatza motzi. Even though it's yotze, I'm motzi. Kidaprish, as I explained. Because zai is dogan ain't a tzarech. Lashu chaloma shechanam shlo. The only reason because zai is dogan is you could say the words because shechanam shlo. Okay, let's see what Tos is saying. Which is what Shimon Meshetach holds that you can do with it. Since I am in the parsha of that mitzvah, or I'm in the parsha of that bracha that I could do it when I need to do it, I could do it for you, even though currently I don't have to do it. That, I don't, to me, I don't hear the logic, and I don't know whether that has to do with Kol Yisrael Ravim Zelazeh. What does Kol Yisrael Ravim Zelazeh mean, and how does it help us? Again, let's begin with the following. I'm here, Let's assume there's a bracha... Um, Let's assume, uh, let me take a good example of a bracha. It's not going to be very Kiddush. Kiddush. Yeah, okay. Kiddush. Uh, Friday night. Yeah, all right, fine. All right, let's say Friday night Kiddush for a moment. All right. So let's say I was Yotze Kiddush already, right? Um, I was Yotze Kiddush. That's not a good example. All right, we'll use Kiddush. Fine. Let's say I was Yotze Kiddush Friday night already. I could be Motzi you. Even though I was Yotze. Now, why why should that be a problem? That shouldn't work. Why shouldn't it work? Because now you're a Durabana, and how could you make a Durabana? Right. Not only am I a Durabana, I'm a nothing. I was Yotze in the Mitzvah. I I made Kiddush, right? I made Kiddush. I'm totally Yotze in the Mitzvah Kiddush. So now when I'm picking up this cup of wine, I'm doing nothing. I have no obligation to make Kiddush. When I'm saying Kiddush now, I'm just mouthing words. I might as well be air. I might as well be a guy. I might as well be a monkey. I'm not doing a Mitzvah. So if I'm not doing a mitzvah, how if I'm Yotze, how can I be Yotze you? Arvis fills in the gap. What does this mean, gentlemen? We're all one. And therefore what? 
And therefore, your chiv is my chiv. Thank you very much. If you're mechuyu bedavar, then I'm mechuyu bedavar. Since, listen, you're obligated to make Kiddush, right? Since I'm arif for you, I'm a guarantor for you, I'm responsible for you. If you're responsible, I'm responsible for your responsibility. So I'm I'm responsible. I'm, I'm in that Kiddush. I am not chayiv in Kiddush. No, I am. Because of your chiv, I'm, I'm obligated to help you with your chiyuvim. I'm arif, I'm a guarantor on you. So if you're obligated, I'm obligated in that obligation. So you can't tell me I'm not obligated in the mitzvah. You know why not? Because if you're obligated, I'm obligated. If you're mechuyi b'dover, I'm mechuyi b'dover. That's the concept of Kol Yisrael Revim Zebezeh. Meaning, even though it's true that I was yotzi in the mitzvah, since you're still, you still have a chiyuv, I'm a part of that chiyuv. I have an obligation to help you with that chiyuv. And so because of that, I'm also still mechuyiv in that mitzvah, and therefore I can be motzi you. Okay, now, let's do one more step, though. Chutz me birchaz alechem or birchaz ayayin. And the consequence of all raven works except by birchaz and food. Why would that be, gentlemen? Because I don't, I only have to make a bracha if I'm missing a need. I already made a bracha on that for that bread, so if I would make a second bracha, it's a bracha shinesricha. No, again, you tell me if I'm a kiddish, I'm chayev, I'm, I'm considered obligated in your obligation. Because of Arvis, and therefore I can be motzi you in your kiddush. But when it comes to berchas and if you want to, if you want to make a motzi, and I already made a motzi, I can't do that. I'm right? not getting hanah. I already had hanah. Who cares? What it, I'm, I chayiv in your, I'm chayiv in the bracha because of Arvis. Koy sol aravim zelazeh. Not What's that? Not obligated to eat bread. Thank you very much. You're not obligated to eat bread. You, if you're only obligated to eat that, to make a bracha if you're going to eat that bread. You're not obligated to eat the bread. So mainly there's no obligation to make that bracha. So arvis can't apply. If you're obligated in that bracha, you're obligated. If you're obligated, I'm obligated in your obligation. But you don't have to eat bread. So if you don't have to eat bread, we can't say you're obligated in the bracha in the lechem. Since you're not obligated in it, I'm not obligated either. So it's anything. What about making hamotzi on Shabbos? How does that work? I mean, you make hamotzi for people? If I, already, if I already made hamotzi, I cannot be hamotzi you in hamotzi, right? Why, why not? Because since you don't... Oh, oh, oh you mean because it's a chiv. Oh, that's a great question. Okay, good. Now, they declare the question about Kiddush uh, Shabbos day, and maybe even hamotzi, is it a chiv hayom? Is it is a chiv? It's not a, it's a very bad idea to do it because it's not really the same chiv. Chazal, um, that's a tumult. By Hamotzi, it's already a whole machlokas because are you obligated to make the lechem, or it could be you could you could be yotzi suitors other ways. So don't do it, mm-hmm. and because it has to be a real chiyuv. But assuming you have a real chiyuv, like Friday night, kiddush is a real chiyuv. So even if I made kiddush already, I could still be motzi you because since you have a real chiyuv, I'm I, Arva says you're chayav, I'm chayav in your chiyuv, so I can be motzi you. I'm a berchas a lechem, a regular let's say Tuesday afternoon. If I made a mozi already, and you don't have to make the mozi, so we can't say you're obligated in a mozi. So there's no arvis can't apply because there's no you don't have a chiv, so I can't be mozi you. Okay, now and therefore what? Um, um, therefore we're so over time. We, we better stop here. Um, all right, let, let's. You know what? Uh, should we finish the tulsas? Yeah, let's finish the tulsas. Yeah, let's one more finish. line. Okay, one more line. Okay, guys, who had the so Tulsa answers as follows. If you'd like to know how Shimon Menchetach, if he ate a Kazayas Dogon, could be Moti Adraisa, the answer is because of Kaisal Raven. He didn't have to eat a Kazayas of anything. And why? 
Because even though it's true that he's not chayev to bench himself, but Yana is chayev, and Kol Yisrael Arabim says, if Yana is chayev, I'm obligated to take help you take care of your obligation. I'm obligated in that obligation. So you don't need to even eat a kazayis dogan. As a matter of fact, you could bench even without eating a kazayis dogan, says Tosas. Because since he's chayev in it, I'm chayev because of Arvis, so I'm chayev in his chayev. So Tosa answers, you're right. You don't even need the kazayis dogan. You know why you need a kazayis dogan? Only because of zimun. The words of the, uh, uh, when you when you start the zimun, the words are baruch shachanu mishalo. So if you didn't eat anything, you can't say the words baruch shachanu mishalo. Right? When we say Rabbi Sainam, baruch shachanu mishalo, and blessed be the one who we ate from him. If you didn't eat, that's a lie. So you have to eat something just to say those words. But in terms of being motzi, somebody else benching, you don't have to eat a drop. Why? Because simple arvas. Yanai was chayev daraisa. Shimon ben Shetach was chayev because of arvas in that daraisa. Shimon ben Shetach could have been yotzi, motzi in, in that chayev daraisa. The problem is it was going to be a zimun. A zimun you can't make, you can't say the words baruch shachanam shlov. You didn't eat, it's a lie. And therefore you have to at least eat a kazayas but you really don't even need the kazayas. Okay, so basically what does Tosa conclude? So we see from Tosa, Cotton is obligated rabbinically to bench, right? That's how Tosa learned in the Gemara and Brachas that a Cotton is high to bench, and it'd be Motzi, his father, Durabanan, and that's very clear, right? Um, we see, um, well, this is really the punchline, but we'll get to, right? Do we, I want to say, let's make sure we got the Tosa. Everyone got the answer, Tosa's answer? Yes, yeah. yeah. You right? use a bit of Arabic. I'm sorry? Right, meaning Tosa's answer is that there's no question whatsoever. If you want to know how could a derabanan of Shimon Mechetach be moti of deraisa, the answer is he can't be. But it's there is a chi of deraisa because of arvus. So even though Shimon Mechetach only ate a kazayas, he's chay of deraisa in the obligation of Yanai because of arvus. And in fact, you don't even need to eat anything. Why did he have to eat a kazayas? Because otherwise, you couldn't say the word shachanam shalom. But here's the punchline for our purposes, what, what we need to know. And we clearly see from Tulsa, Kutten is obligated rabbinically to bench. And this is the Machlokas. Rashi Olda Kutten is not obligated rabbinically in mitzvahs at all. Tulsa Olda Kutten is obligated rabbinically in mitzvahs. And this is the key Machlokas we're going to need to understand how the Kilash Yaakov answers the question of Rabbi Kager on the Tulsa Shonim. And that is scenes of coming attraction. We're going to next uh, next year. And we're going to see the kil- how the Kilashakov uses this fact that a cutting is obligated in Bingley Mitzvah to answer the Gemara in Sukkah. All right, gentlemen. Right. I was just hey. saying, I was just saying on this point that the according to Tosa's answers, so then Shimon and Shetach makes much more sense. So he says you could he could bench even as long as he had a cup of wine. Because he wasn't benching on a cup of wine. He was just saying that he was able to leave the Zimun because he could say a chamu, which we hold you can answer in the Zimun also. You just can't leave the Zimun. So right. he's only arguing with Chachamim whether you could lead the Zimun or not, or if you need to have Dagan in order to lead the Zimun. But it's a much smaller Machlaikas. Maybe, but really you can't say Shachan if you drank. It's, it wouldn't work. We say, if you, if you drink a Kazais for a Revius Yayin, you're allowed to say Elchan for, for a Zimun. You can't, no, no, but you can't, you certainly can't be, no, you, you can't lead the Zimun. You can answer right. in the Zimun. But that's what he's doing. All right, whatever. Right. So I'm saying, so that's the Machlaikas, whether you could lead the Zimun or only answer in the Zimun. So it's a much smaller Machlaikas, is what I'm saying. Okay, good. All right, everybody good? good. Thank you, everybody. Okay, okay, Laila Tov, good night. Okay, we'll sure. put the replay up. Okay, very good. Thank you. Good night.